Good evening, good evening. Welcome to 21 Days of Prayer. I'm excited. I've been excited all day, actually. Been in prayer and just consideration about today. And uh, I just want to say that I'm thankful that you're choosing to spend this time here tonight. And that you're choosing to do something different and to start your year out in a different way than maybe you've done before. And I know that 21 days is a commitment, whether it's for five minutes, whether it's in your home on the couch, or whether it's here in the church. I understand the commitment, and I say thank you for making it. Um, If our church is going to have the culture of prayer, then the first thing we have to do is teach it and demonstrate it. And so that's what we're going to do starting 2023, and it's going to be amazing, all right? So tonight's structure is going to be a little different just because I need to tell you the structure. We need to go through the format and to tell you what the rhythm of the night's going to look like. So first I want to let you know that we will always, always start with praise and worship. Here's why. Psalms 100 says we enter his courts or his gates with thanksgiving and we enter his courts with praise. Amen. So the first thing we will do is begin to thank him for everything that he's done and begin to thank him for who he is in our life and what he's done. Amen. Um, Then whoever is leading tonight, that's going to be me. Uh, Whoever's leading then will come forward and give us about 10 minutes of scripture. I say about 10 minutes because tonight I'm going to use a little bit more of that because I got to tell you the structure, okay? And then I'm going to share the scripture with you tonight. But the reason we do that is because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So when we express the word, it stirs up the faith within our spirit. And then that faith gets working and it takes faith to pray. It takes faith to believe in a God that you cannot see and to know that he's listening to you and that he answers the prayer of the saint. Amen? So we're going to stir that faith within us because of the word. The word. Okay? And then we're going to go back to another worship song for five minutes. And then we are going to turn you loose for 25 minutes for your personal prayer time. Okay, now, this is a time that you can pray for you and yours, your family and all that that goes in. But I would encourage you, you see some prayer requests down here at the front. If you would like, you can grab a couple of these. And while you're doing what it is that you do when you pray, consider praying for someone else's needs as well. Here's what I ask, though. If you take these, I need you to bring them back at the end of the night. You can't take them with you. You bring them back so that the next night someone else gets to pray for a different need. Okay? And some of them don't have time frames on them. We could be believing for Johnny's soul for not three weeks but three years. We don't know. So until someone comes and tells us to take that out, we're not. We're going to continue to pray for that, right? After we take that 25 minutes, I want to encourage you to find your prayer posture, whatever that looks like. There's some of you in here that I personally know because I've prayed with, you're pacers. Some of you are slow pacers, some of you are fast pacers. Some of you think you're running a marathon when you pray. That's perfectly fine. There's some of you that just sit quietly. Some of you might not like to be in the sanctuary and you want to go into the lobby. You want to find a room off to the side because you want distinct quiet time. That's fine. Your prayer posture is yours. And I encourage you to get that prayer posture and do it. Then you're going to hear a song 
at the time when, when, you, when it's time to come back, you're going to hear another song, and that song's going to bring or invoke you back in. And when it does, here's what we're going to do. We're, I'm asking, too, please keep in mind that while we're praying in your prayer posture, you can do anything that you want that's comfortable for you, but what I'm asking you not to do is conversate or visit. That's not what we're here for. We're here to pray. And if you want to do that, you can come before or you can stay after. That's fine. During this prayer time, we're going to have music playing, okay? That music's not going to be so quiet that you can hear your neighbor pray. And I say that because I don't want somebody hearing what I'm praying about a specific struggle that maybe my family's incurring that I'm not looking at being all out there about that. I'm trying to keep that private. So I want you to feel the same privacy. So that music's not gonna be real low that you, everyone can hear you. And I think it's important that you and I pray aloud because when you speak forth the word and your spirit hears it and your flesh hears it, it again stirs the faith within you and you're reminded of who God is and what he can do. And it also helps us keep our focus. Sometimes if I'm not praying out loud and I'm just inwardly praying, my eyes start wandering. And before I know it, I'm watching and looking at the person that accidentally wore their house shoes to prayer tonight. As I'm in the car, I'm driving, I'm like, oh, Lincoln. Yep, yep, that's me. So if you get distracted, I'll know you need to be praying out loud. Anyways, um, so there will be music on as well. Um, and then when you hear that music switch, we're all going to come back into the, the sanctuary, reconvene together as a body. We're going to worship for that five-minute worship song just to reconnect, reestablish unity together. And then I'm going to come back up and I'm going to lead you in the last 10 minutes in corporate prayer. And in that corporate prayer, this is where we're going to pray for our leaders, for revival in America. This is where we're going to pray for our staff here at the church. We're going to pray for our pastors. We're going to pray for um, the people that we've been believing for salvation in their lives, the harvest. Um, I'm encouraging everybody, if you need resources, there's a Pray First book down here tonight. That has seven models of prayer that I would encourage you to be using a different one every night if you want to learn. It's all in there scripturally to walk you through it. If you don't have the Pray First app, it's amazing. I love it. I've been using it for the last week. Um, it's very easy. It's accessible. I can make notes in it that I'm praying about my family so I don't forget. If some of you have a prayer journal, you might like paper. That's perfectly fine, but there's a little QR code down here that you can do that as well. So there are some resources down here if you need them. Uh, tomorrow night, we will also have a leadership guide for the Senate, your representatives, things like that, that you can pray. Um, but we also will be praying for not just our families, but our church. Amen. And that's what we'll be doing corporately. So that is the system. That's how we're going to roll tonight. So now we're going to start the 10 minutes that I'm going to share the word with you to get your heart stirred up and get that faith rolling within you before we dump into our 25 minutes of personal prayer, okay? So we're gonna start in Hosea, the 10th chapter, the 12th verse, and here's what it says. So for yourselves righteousness. Did you notice it didn't say that your pastor can sow for you? 
Your spouse can't sow for you. Sow for yourself righteousness. Reap the fruits of unfailing love and break up your unplowed ground for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers righteousness on you. Says a lot that only you and I can sow. It's your and I's responsibility. But I loved that it said, break up your fallow ground, that hard, that dry place that's in our life, for it is time to seek the Lord. So we know that what we're doing tonight is sowing towards righteousness in our life, but it's also breaking up that hollow, dry ground that maybe you've not just quite felt as close to the Lord as you thought. But we're going to break that up. That's what prayer does. Seeking the Lord drives you closer to him and makes what was dry and brittle wet and soused with rain. That's what it said, right? That he would bring showers. Let's go to Luke 8. For this is the parable of the sower. But I want to talk to you tonight about four places of the heart. If you go to the 11th verse, it says, This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy. And when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in time of testing, they will fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and persevering produce a crop. So here's what I see tonight for you and I. And you're like, Nicole, what does that have to do? Because we sow for ourselves righteousness, right? We're sowing towards that. But look what it said. There were four conditions of hearts, four. The one was the heart where the devil come, they hear the word, but the devil comes and he takes away the truth. How many of us are not where we need to be with God? because we think that possibly I'm too bad for the Lord to hear the prayers that I have. I've done things too wrong. See, the things that are done to me and caused me to be the way I am, I can't be where you are with the Lord, Nicole, because you don't understand what I've done. No, that's a lie of the enemy, and he's trying to pollute your heart that you will not be able to hear and receive and keep the truth and find true salvation. Number two, there was a distracted heart. Hmm. See, it said that they receive it with joy for a while, then it leaves. This is, this is what I call great starters, but horrible finishers. We're really good at this. We fin- right, we're starting in January. But what do we look like in July and in August? Because we get tired, right? We get tired. But this is where I think that people are like, I know that I love you, Lord. I do. I, I, I love you. I've just been distracted. Come back tonight. Don't have a distracted heart. Tonight, make the change that, Lord, I'm coming to seek you again. I'm coming to draw close to you because I don't want a distracted heart. The third heart, 
for those who hear as they go, and then they're choked out. They're choked out due to their immaturity. Hmm. How many people have been in a place for the same thing over and over and over and over, and you're like, I'm just sick of being here. I'm sick of being stagnant. I'm sick of being the same. You know what that is? I'm gonna be honest with you, immature heart. But God's looking to break up that fallow ground, starting with 21 days of prayer. He's looking to break up those dry places because we are gonna start sowing for ourselves righteousness. And then the fourth heart was the one that was prepared. And this one produced fruit. They hear the word, they retain the word, and then they produce because of it. They hold the seed and they persevere through it. So how do I become number four? How do I become the heart that is prepared that holds seed? It's really simple. We turn around from the way we see things, make an about face, repent, and run to who he is and say, God, I don't have it all worked out, but I'm coming back 2023. I'm doing something different. And that's why we're here. We're here to begin to seek the Lord while we can. Amen. Acts 3:19 says this, repent then and turn to him that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. If you find your ground dry, you find your ground fallow. True refreshing comes when we begin with repentance in the Lord. I can't think of a better way to start a new year than to repent and turn from our own ways and receive the Lord's ways. And let's begin to seek him that he would break up the dry, fallow places in our life, that he could pour in his spirit anew. Amen? All right, we're gonna worship for five minutes and then I'm gonna release you for your 25 and you're gonna go to your prayer posture and then I will, in 25 after that, we'll come back in here and I'll bring in an Ali Ali Uncome Free and we'll all bring back in and then we'll start our corporate prayer. Okay, thank you. Andrew, go ahead. All my life. 
Okay, this convenes our 25 minutes of personal prayer, so we're just going to worship for five minutes, get ourselves together, and then we're going to do some corporate prayer together to end our evening. All right? So we'll worship again. All the things that I've held dear, the vanities that whispered in my ear.
Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this evening. We thank you, Lord, that we are turning our hearts, Father, towards a corporate place right now. Father, that we begin to pray, Father, just for the next two, two and a half minutes, Father, that we begin to pray for revival in America. Father, we pray that the church in America would find her rightful place, that she would rise up and stand for what is right and just in this world in the name of Jesus, that she would shake off fear, that she would shake off this, this inability to stand in the face of danger and say what is right. Father, for we are your church. We are your chosen people and we are the salt of the earth and we will, we will remain salty until you return. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you would rise people up into places in our government, Father, that could judge rightly. I thank you that right now, Father, you are touching young teenagers' hearts and young men and women, Father, who have the ability to judge rightly, Father, to step into those places, Father, that you're giving them desires desires father when they see humanity treated incorrectly father that you would give them the desire to stand in front and fight for that which is right in the name of Jesus father I thank you that you would help our leaders father I break down demonic principalities that are over our government right now in the name of Jesus we speak to you devil and we command you to loose the minds loose the eyes of those who are in leadership right now I speak to the spirit of disunity for you have come to seek and strive up division and fighting but I serve you notice today that you shall be silenced in the name of the Lord in the name of the Lord father we take time right now God to pray for the lost father we pray father for you see father that which is right father you see Lord that we use our faith father the values of this church are we live by faith we value relationships and we are rescuers. Now, Father, I thank you that we care about that which is lost because you care about it. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we know that you've placed each and every one of us in a sphere of influence. Father, whether it's our workplace, whether it's where we live, whether it's who we visit, whether it's the family members that we have Christmas, Easter, and Thanksgiving with, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you would begin to open up doors that we could speak the name of Jesus, that you would allow situations to come forth, that our prayers would go forth. Father, I thank you that when they find themselves in times of trouble, that they say, oh, if we could just get so-and-so to pray, it would be turned around. Father, I thank you that right now, while this nation is focused on prayer, Father, just for that NFL player, Father, where they dropped a knee and began to realize that it was you that could turn the situation around. It wasn't fruit to Buddha that they were offering. It wasn't a rain dance to the Indian God. It wasn't to Muhammad, but it was to Jesus, the Son of God. Father, for they saw that you could turn the situation around. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you begin to open doors and open ears and eyes, Father, of those around us. Father, that you said you prepare the heart of the sinner to hear that which you would be saying father let us be soft-spoken enough let us hear let us hear what the word of the Lord is saying that we could minister to those around us father for the harvest when it's ripe Lord let us be ready to put the sickle in in the name of Jesus 
Father, we praise you for that which you've done in our families. We thank you that wayward children are coming home. We thank you for those uncles and those aunts that are drug out and strung out on drugs, not raising their children in the abanish of the Lord, but they had been raised in the right way when they were young. God, that they would come home. I speak to the north, the south, the east, and the west. Every single person under the sound of this voice right now, every spiritual power that hears me, you will go do what we've asked you to do and bring those souls that have ran from the church, that have been offended, that have been hurt, that have been broken. I ask you, Lord, supernaturally to do a work and restore that brokenness and let them come home. Father, let them see that time is short, Father, and that time is running out and they need to run back to the house of God. Father, I pray for our families. Father, I pray that your kingdom come, thy will be done. Father, that your kingdom would come into each one of our children, each one of our grandchildren, each one of our grandchildren's grandchildren. Father, and that it would begin to build a place, a house. Father, that the process of the kingdom of God would begin to take root. Those purposes, those plans, those callings, those giftings that they've laid aside would be put back upon their lives, that they would feel the need to fulfill that which you have called called and purposed them to do. Father, that they would feel a yearning inside of them, Father, that is just missing. God, bring that, Father, on earth as it is in heaven. Father, for you have called them by name. You have designed them, Father, and intricately knit every part of them together. Father, we thank you that what they have been designed for they will complete in the kingdom. Father, I thank you for marriages in this church. Father, I thank you that the world will look upon the church's marriages and see something different. I thank you, Lord, that there will not be pornography or the spirit thereof. I thank you that infidelity and adultery will be a, literally obliterated in the kingdom of God. Father, that there would be conviction in the hearts and men of women. Father, that they would protect their hearts and their minds and their eyes and their ears from emotional affairs, from physical affairs. Father, from spiritual hypocrisy and, and literally dividing houses because of different beliefs in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that they would be united. I thank you, Lord, that as the world would look on, they would see something different and want what God has provided for the church families. God, I thank you that men and women would begin to see their marriage in the right way. God, they would see it, Lord, as a vision of the a, a reflection of our relationship with Christ and mirror that to the world. Father, I thank you that we would just not allow things in our marriages to be the way they are, but God, we would allow you to fix them. Fix them, Lord, that we would not ignore them. God, I thank you for our pastors. I thank you for our church. Father, I thank you for every campus pastor. Father, Pastor Kylan and Miss Margo over in Urbana. Father, I thank you for them. I thank you for Pastor Philip and Regina and Philip Jr., Father, as they do the work of the kingdom. Father, for Jared and Linda that are in, Ur that are in Kenton. Father, I thank you for the anointing, God, the purpose and the calling of God upon their lives. Devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. You will not abort that which God has began in these cities. For there is addictions that are being broken. There is mental illness that is being made whole. And that anointing is in those houses, the house of God to go into Kenton, to go into Urbana and make a difference in their city. Father, I thank you that you would keep them, Father, healthy all the days of their lives. Father, that you would protect them. Father, that you would keep their heart, Father, 
from offense, Father, and hurt from what people would say, Father, or what people would think. Father, sometimes people open their mouth when they just shut it. Lord, I thank you you'd protect them and keep them. Father, I pray for Pastor Peter and for Phyllis. Pastor Phyllis, Father, that you would heal their bodies right now, even as we speak. Father, that the first day of 21 days of prayer that we met together corporately, Father, their bodies would be instantly healed. No more coughing, no more pain, no more aches in the name of Jesus. That their sleep would be sweet and that the, the bug would leave their body and that they would know that the Holy Spirit had touched them and that the almighty Jehovah Rapha, the healer, had healed them in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I thank you that there would be length in their days father purpose purpose and passion a new fire god pour on a new oil father that would keep them through the rest of their days lord in the name of jesus father that they would run and not get weary father that they would not faint in well-doing but god they would continue for what you've purposed them to do father i thank you that this church father would be a church of prayer Father, that we would pray first, not second, not third. Father, that in all things, Father, when we get a bad report from the enemy, God, that we would pray first and believe the report of the Lord. Father, I thank you that if finances maybe not be present in our churches, Father, or where they need to be, God, that we don't look to the world's way of fixing it, but God, we look to you first. We look to you in all things first. Father, I thank you that we've given ourselves over to the apostles' doctrines. Father, that we study them and that we know them and that we learn them every week. God, I thank you we've given ourselves to fellowship. I thank you, Lord, that we've given ourselves to communion, that we remember the price. Father, we've given ourselves to prayer. And this was the model of the early church. And Father, though we might not be the early church, but we might be your last day church. God, we've given ourselves to it, and you said you added to them daily. Father, I thank you that you add to this church daily. And Father, I thank you that through these 21 days of prayer, you help us create a pattern. God, we choose to seek you that the fallow, dry places would become saturated with your spirit once again. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Church, that's day two of 21 days of prayer please join with us tomorrow night where we're going to do the same thing we're going to make a couple tweaks <laughs> a couple tweaks and we're going to be back here tomorrow night i encourage you come with a list of people that you know that need salvation tomorrow night there's going to be a prayer card with 10 spaces on it that i'm going to ask you to fill out and all year, you're going to keep this card in your pocket and you're going to begin believing for these 10 people in your life. And we're going to celebrate every time one of them on that card has come to the harvest. Amen. And we believe by the end of the year, all 10 of them are going to be done and we're going to start on 10 new ones. So be prepared. If you haven't downloaded the Pray First app, grab it. If you need a Pray First book, come up here. I've got more if you need them. There'll be here, more here tomorrow night. Don't forget, if you have a prayer request, you can get a prayer card and lay it on the altar. We would love to pray with you. I love you, church family. We will see you tomorrow night, 6 o'clock.